0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life in the Eye of Tony, and here's your daily dose. So today, the topic is, what does it mean to be conscious in a relationship? Okay, so being conscious in a relationship can mean a lot of different things. But when we're being conscious in a relationship, we're really being aware of the relationship we're having with ourselves right? And you're like, wait, what What do you mean? I'm supposed to be talking about like having a relationship with another person. Okay. When we're conscious of the relationship that we're having with ourself, that's going to translate in the relationships we have with everyone else, not just an intimate partner, but with our family, with our friends, with our coworkers, with people we meet on the street, with people we encounter, you know, on a daily basis. Maybe it's a cashier clerk that did something to us and we're going to assert ourselves in that moment because we value ourselves. We are a high value person and we know what we deserve and we demand respect in a loving way. Okay. So what it means to be conscious in a relationship is that you are really highly aware of the relationship that you're having with yourself. Now, how do we, how do we check that, right? If we're unconscious and our conditioning are running off of old conditioning and just what we're used to kind of like we're on autopilot right like you know i just kind of wake up and i do my thing and i go about my day and you know and then i go to sleep and then i wake up and i do the same thing all over again that's not conscious living that's you know that's unconscious living based on old programming and conditioning so here are some questions you can ask yourself if you wanna become more conscious with the relationship that you're having with yourself. So the first one is, how do you show up for you? Now, I want you to really think about that, right? So if I ask myself, how do I show up for me, right? And maybe I'm operating from an unconscious perspective and I really don't know. So I might be like, well, you know, um, I don't know. How do I take care of myself? That's what I'm asking, right? So how do you show up for yourself? How do you take care of your wants and needs? How do you self-soothe? How do you reparent yourself? How do you make sure that you're gonna be okay, right? You're not putting it on anybody else. You're really like taking that role of responsibility for you and your emotions and your needs and your wants. So some good examples might be like, well, You know, when I'm feeling down, I self-soothe and I have my little self, you know, my self-care kit ready to go. And if I'm, you know, if I'm in a place where I'm surrounded by a lot of people, I focus on my breath, right? I become conscious of what I'm feeling by focusing on my breathing and allowing myself to feel the emotions that are coming up for me and not let my thoughts take over. Because when our thoughts take over in that moment, then we become conditioned once again by our old programming and it's not our awareness in that present moment that's taking a course of action it's our subconscious programming that's telling us to do something based on the way it has happened in the past and that's the way that it needs to happen again now the second question you can ask yourself is how do you abandon yourself Right. So oftentimes we get into relationships and we feel abandoned by another person. But how are we abandoning ourselves first? Right. If we're really, really conscious of the relationship we're having with ourselves, then we're going to know what we need and what we want because we know how to take care of ourselves. But if we couldn't answer the first question, then the second question is probably going to stump us, too. So, for example, I abandon myself by not enforcing my boundaries right? I let people take the front seat. I let them in the driver's seat in my life. And I let them drive me wherever they want to go, because I'm too scared to say, I would like you to pull over, get out of the car, and I'm going to drive now. And you can either come with me, or you can stay on the side of the road, right? Putting it bluntly, but that is what, in essence, like, when you enforce a a boundary, well, not enforce, but when you assert yourself and don't abandon yourself. You're not the one that's getting kicked out on the side of the road in your car. And then you're being left behind. And yeah, you're gonna feel abandoned because you never told that person like to pull over, give me the keys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drive my own car now. Right? That person, they literally they you gave them an inch and then they went a mile and then they went the whole <laughs> like cross country journey. Right? They're like, bye, see you later, thanks for the car, I came up on you, right? But you let them, we allow things to happen to us and we really need to take responsibility for that. So another question we can ask is, how do we betray ourselves? right? So maybe the way I betray myself is I put myself last, right, I let everyone else come before me and I'm betraying myself because I'm never putting myself first. So, I'm really not loyal to me, because I'm not saying, like, I don't want to do that right now. I love and respect you, but that doesn't work for me. And you're letting people run the show. You know, you're letting them take the star role in your movie. And that's not how it's supposed to go, when you're consciously aware of the relationship you're having with yourself. Because when you're conscious of the relationship you're having with yourself, you're going to say, wait a second, let me pause, breathe, take care of myself for a second, let me go put some water on my face, you know, you know, pamper myself up for a second, make myself feel good, and let me go back out there and say, you know what, cut, I'm sorry, when did we say that so-and-so could have my role in my movie? Okay, well it's my role thank you for your stand-in position while i was pampering myself and getting myself ready but that's my role and i'm taking it back now right so how do we betray ourselves another question we can ask ourselves is how do you punish yourself right we love to do that and i don't know if a lot of us are conscious of the way we punish ourselves because sometimes it's so subtle And so insidious that we just kind of ignore it because we're not conscious of, you know, the love that we're giving to ourselves on a daily basis because that hasn't been fostered in us. We haven't been consciously practicing that as often as we can throughout our daily lives. Everything in life is all about the small things that add up, right? It's not like I'm going to go from zero to 100 in my conscious awakening with my relationship to myself. No, it's going to start small, and it's going to be gradual, and it's going to build and build and build, and once I master one habit, then I'm going to move on to the next one because now that habit has become a habitual habit of a conscious style um, of programming that I'm having with myself, and then you're going to move on to the next one, and then you're going to master that one, and that's going to become habitual, and now you're going to have two programmings that are healthy and conscious in the way that you are treating yourself in your own relationship. And then you're going to keep adding on more and 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 more until, you know, you have got a good handle on yourself. And then you're going to notice that the relationships outside of you start to change. So how do you punish yourself? Right. Maybe I'm like, I'm a fuck up. God damn it. Fucked up again right and you beat yourself up and you're like i'm never going to do anything right i'm never going to be able to do what i want in life like it's always it never works out for me i'm always the last one standing i'm always the one being thrown to the side no one even listens to me when i'm talking like i don't even have a voice no one no one pays attention I'm not worth anything right so we mentally abuse ourselves before anyone else abuses us right because we start to doubt ourselves And when that doubt creeps in, that's the subconscious programming wanting you to remain unconscious so it has control over you. Because if you were to awaken and insert some conscious awareness into that situation, you would say, all right, that was not a failure. I'm going to learn from this. It wasn't my best moment, but I did do my best. And... How can I reevaluate what I did and then go at it again the next time, even better, even stronger, even smarter, even swifter, even quicker? You know, you reevaluate your mistakes or your failures or your setbacks and you use them for an opportunity to grow. That's consciousness in a relationship that you're having with yourself. So how do we beat ourselves up, right? You know, another example of that could be like, well, I'm not even going to try anymore. I give up. I give up. Right? Which becomes a self-pity party. And once again, we're operating from an unconscious programming. Because if we were to become conscious and aware of the relationship that we're having with ourselves, we're going to give ourselves compassion. And we're going to tell ourselves like, I really, really love you, and I know that you're not feeling good right now, and I want you to feel what you're feeling because it's important that you do, but we're not going to stay here and sit in this emotion for an extended period of time, so I'm going to give you five minutes, or maybe it was a breakup, and I'm going to give you X amount of time because you're going to go in and out of it, so... What I'm going to do is say that, you know, 20 minutes every day, you're going to allow yourself to feel really, really sad, but then you're going to pick yourself up and you're going to love yourself hard. And I mean hard, like you are going to give yourself as much love throughout the day as possible. So that way you're really picking yourself back up. You're filling your own cup. Okay. So, you know, when we punish ourselves, that's an unconscious style of, a relationship that we have with ourself and sometimes we're not even aware of it because you know maybe it's what we grew up around you know maybe it's what we saw on tv maybe it's you know what a teacher did to us or the way we saw other people in our classrooms behave when they got a really bad grade and then it just became like a cultural condition that you know we just adopted but that's not for us. You know, we are allowed to say like, that's not for me. That's not my style. And I'm going to be conscious enough to say like, thank you very much, but I'm going to, I'm going to go about this in my own way and I'm going to pick myself up. Another question we can ask ourselves to identify if we're having a conscious relationship with ourselves is what habits have you formed for yourself? Right. So if the, que- the answers to your questions so far have not been so great, well, then this one probably isn't going to be either. Right. Like, you know, yes, there's going to be like, you know, you're good in this area and then you're not so good in this area and then you're good in this area and you're not so good in this area. But when we're overall not having a really good conscious relationship with ourselves you know, it's kind of going to be a pattern that you're going to notice. And if you're aware of the pattern, then you become really, really conscious. Because then you're like, wow, I didn't even know this stuff. And now I'm asking myself, right? When you have, when you ask yourself questions, you're having a dialogue with you. You're not asking somebody else to answer these questions. You're asking yourself to answer these questions. And then you start to become more consciously aware of the relationship you're having with you so maybe you don't really have good routines right like maybe it's not normal for you to brush your teeth every night because you're like i'm so tired i just want to go to bed i don't feel like it whatever right but that is a form of like self-care and self-love like right if i if i really love myself i'm going to want to make sure that my hygiene is really good and i'm going to want to make sure that i take care of myself to the best of my absolute ability because i know that this body only lasts for a certain period of time and i'm going to give it all that i can get right so that was just one example but maybe like you know i snooze the alarm a lot I'm like, all right, whatever. I set my alarm for five o'clock because I'm trying to do that like 5 a.m. Lifestyle, but I snooze and then I snooze so many times I'm really waking up at seven. But really, you've been awake since five. You've just been rudely awakened for two hours and now you're going to wake up and feel even more drained and exhausted. And then now your day is going to go by in a sluggish manner because now... You're like, oh, I really, I'm so tired. Okay, let me get up. Let me get ready real quick. And now I have to rush to work. I don't even get to eat breakfast. I don't even get to like set some time to meditate for myself. I don't really even get to like get up and like take it slow, right? So if you had really good routines set in place, you would brush your teeth the night before, maybe get your clothes ready, you know, like make sure everything's prepped and ready to go. So when you wake up, You can, you know, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, and then you could sit down, turn on the radio, you know, turn on some high frequency vibrational music and meditate for 10 minutes and really just like work on that pineal gland, whatever, whatever it is, like whatever your morning routine could be. And then you come out of that meditation and you're like, you know what? I want to set some goals for the day, right? I want to be really conscious of what I do today. So I'm going to set some goals and some intentions. Like, I want to make sure that I say like a compliment to at least three people. I want to make sure that I'm really doing my best job today when I'm teaching or like whatever you do, like you're going to want to set goals for yourself. So that way you can reflect on your day at the end of the day. And, you know, you're going to want to start your day with gratitude. Like we often overlook the fact that like we got to wake up in the morning, right? Like if I did not wake up, then I wouldn't be having a relationship with anybody, right? So I wouldn't even be having a relationship with the toothbrush that's I'm using to brush my teeth or, you know, the toothpaste that I'm smelling. Like all of those things are relationships and we don't really pay attention to the small relationships we have with like objects, people, things and places because we kind of like take everything for granted. So if we can express gratitude in our day at the beginning, then it sets our energy up to go forward in a much more effortless way because we're vibing high. So next, um, how you answer those questions is going to reflect on how you operate in relationships with other people right? How you treat yourselves is how you're going to treat others. And that is just the way it goes. Because if you're so inclined to treat yourself in a certain way, you're going to treat another person in the sim- in a similar way. Or maybe you might do the opposite at first, right? Like say maybe you really don't, you know, put yourself first and you put everyone else ahead of you. You're going to put everyone else ahead of you because, like, you're programmed to do that because some inner wound within you is saying, like, you're not worth it and that you don't matter. But eventually you're going to burn out. And when you burn out, you're going to lash out and then you're going to put yourself first. And it's going to be in a negative way because you're going to you're going to assert yourself when you're not operating from your highest being. Right. You're not operating from a place of, you know, heightened awareness and consciousness you're operating from a place of depletion and exhaustion and irritability and basically like a fuck you mentality because I'm tired of you taking so much from me and what are you, what are you giving me in return right so we may start out treating someone better than we treat ourselves in the beginning but when all of that conditioning fails because we're around people that just take and take and take and it's not an equal relationship like if it's an equal relationship and they're giving you back the same thing you're gonna get then you're gonna grow out of that relationship you will um and that's gonna add to your consciousness because you know there's a reciprocal value and you know that is where you'll also be conscious so that goes into like your boundaries like okay, um, I realize I'm giving a lot here and it's not being given back. What am I going to do about that? Am I going to say, thank you so much. Um, you know, you've been on this ride for a long time and you've kind of just been like hogging up all my gas, but you know, like I only have 10 more dollars and you want me to drive you 50 more miles, but I need to go back home, so I'm going to let you out of the car here. You can go your own way, and I'm I'm going back to my safe haven because I need to go take care of me, right? So the way we treat ourselves is going to reflect in the relationships that we have with others. So if we're not, you know, if one, if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be able to take care of another person, right? If we don't even show up for us, we're not going to be able to show up for someone else as best as we can. If we abandon ourselves, eventually we're going to end up abandoning the other person because we're going to start to resent them. And then we're going to abandon them because we're feeling like our needs are not being met. So we might become, um, we might start operating from reactive abuse, right? We might shut down. We might stonewall. We might not know how to communicate what's going on within us. And then it becomes, you know, ourselves that become a little bit toxic, in that environment, in that relationship, and that's just, you know, it starts with you, right? So if you abandon yourself, you're gonna abandon someone else later on. If you betray yourself, you're gonna end up betraying them too, because it's just the way it works. You know, if I'm saying like, "Mm, I really don't wanna do this right now, but you go along with it anyways, And then you're there at this party that you really didn't want to be at. And you're like fed up with the environment. You're an empath and you're picking up on all of these people's bullshit energies. And you're like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. You know what? I'm out of here. You guys, bye. Right? So then the other person feels betrayed by you because you said you would be there and have a good time at the party. But you went back on your word, right? Because you put yourself in a position that you didn't want to be in to begin with. And therefore you betrayed yourself and then you betrayed someone else. Um, and we don't have to do that. We could have just said, you know, we could have went back to how am I showing up for me? Okay. I need to take care of myself. I know I'm an empath. I know I'm a highly sensitive person, or I know that I just don't like being in crowds. So I'm going to have to pass on this one. But if you want to have a small gathering and I would, I would love to come like, you know, but you know, 10 people plus like i'm 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 i can't do it i'm so sorry and you don't even have to say sorry you just say like you know i i i can't make it tonight thank you though thank you i really appreciate the invite and that's it you showed up for yourself you didn't abandon yourself you didn't betray yourself and you're not going to punish yourself you're not going to go home and be like oh my god i feel so guilty maybe you might right but that goes back to you need to show up for yourself you need to love yourself and say you know what tony or You know what? You did the right thing for yourself and that's okay. Good job. Good job. You finally, you know, asserted a boundary and you're really teaching people like what you need and what you want. Awesome. And then you reward yourself for that small little accomplishment and then you practice it again and again and again until it becomes habitual. That's a conscious relationship. So then, you know, Back to the same thing. How we treat ourselves is how we're going to treat others. Um, If we lie to ourselves, we're going to lie to others, right? And that's basically what this all kind of like boils down to, right? So if I'm lying to myself, I'm not being conscious, right? If I'm lying to myself, I'm being subconscious. I'm conditioning off of programming that's outdated and doesn't work for me, but I'm going to go along with it anyways, even though it doesn't feel right. No, we have to be very, very aware of who we are from the beginning, right? And if you're not aware of who you are and what you need and what you want, then that's where you need to go and do a lot of work. You know, like really, really get in touch with yourself. Because once you're in touch with yourself, you're going to be able to show up for you. And then you're going to be able to show up for others as the best you. Because you're really taking care of yourself. So don't lie to yourself. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Um, So I'm going to use a little little example. And I was in the era of Laguna Hills on MTV. And then there was, like, The Hills that came after that with Lauren Conrad. And then there was a little spinoff called The City with Whitney Port. And I love her. I love Whitney Port. She's just, she's such a cute person. And she's just, like, she's awesome. Anyways, so there was an episode. I think it was, like, maybe the last episode of The City. And that was the only the only season, I think. I don't know. <clears throat> Sad, because I loved her, and I wanted to see more of The City. Um, anyways, so the example is... Whitney Port is dating a guy, and... The relationship is basically getting really confusing. You know, she's really putting herself out there. She's, you know, really giving it her best. And she's not receiving the same thing that she's getting back. So she goes to this work event and she sits down with Diane von Furstenberg. Love her. And, you know, Diane says, what's the matter? And then Whitney shares, you know, what's going on with her and her boyfriend. And... I've loved this quote the moment I heard it. She says, honey, the most important relationship you'll ever have in life is the one you have with yourself. Okay? I'm going to repeat that. The most important relationship you'll ever have in life is the one you have with yourself. Okay? She's basically telling her, be true to you and give yourself what you need and put yourself first, right? Because in this example, Whitney has been abandoning herself. She hasn't been enforcing her boundaries and she hasn't been showing him or teaching him how she wants to be treated and what her needs are and what her wants are and how to meet them. Because she's been allowing herself to be walked over. Basically, you know, he's that example of you give someone an inch and they go a mile, right? So, you know, she's this really sweet, loving person and a little bit of a people pleaser, right? And doesn't have the ability to say no or assert herself. But, you know, what I love about this example is Whitney became conscious very quickly, You know, she changed very fast. It was like that conversation with Diane von Furstenberg was a transmission for her of consciousness because Diane von Furstenberg is vibrating at a high level who really respects herself. She's a high value person. She knows what she wants. She knows her needs and she meets them for herself. So she's transmitting this consciousness to Whitney in this conversation And Whitney sits there and listens, okay? This is the big part. She listens, right? So she sits there and she listens and she digests this information and she slows down right after that. Of course, it's just the way things work in television, right? So her boyfriend calls and shows up and says, He's outside. He really wants to talk to her. He's so sorry that he left her at the party the night before, but he didn't mean to. He just got a little bit drunk, whatever, this and this and that, right? She goes downstairs and she breaks up with him, (laughs) right? Go Whitney. Yeah. Enforce those boundaries. Put yourself first and that's enforcing a boundary. Right. She may not have placed a boundary in the beginning, but she sure did enforce one when she realized I come first. Right. The most important relationship I'm ever going to have with anyone in life is with is going to be with myself. And if I'm not putting myself first, then that means that I'm always going to come second. So she goes downstairs and she breaks up with him and he asks her. Don't you love me? What a manipulative move, right? Well, maybe, mm, whatever. I'm going to go with that. Don't you love me? You want to know her reply? (laughs) I was starting to. Yes, right? So she basically said, you know what? I was starting to love you, but I love myself so much more. And I'm not going to put up with that type of behavior. Because that would not be loving myself. Right. So she was like, I was starting to love you, but then I had to retract some of that love and give it back to myself and show up for me and not abandon myself and not betray myself. And I'm going to put myself first. And she walked away. She used that opportunity as a way to awaken. What I love about this example is she didn't ignore the pain, right? She knew that this was a really, really hard decision for her. And she knew it was going to hurt her and she knew it was going to hurt her boyfriend. But she made the decision anyways, right? She didn't fall back into a place of subconsciousness and old programming because she didn't want to hurt somebody else she didn't want to be more responsible for the way he felt about something she might do than the what she needed in that moment because of what he did right she put herself first and she made the hard decision and she she she, beca- she became more conscious She took the stage advice from Diane von Furstenberg and she applied it. Okay, that's practice. So when we practice more consciousness in our relationship with ourselves, it's going to translate in the relationships we have with other people. So yes, she broke down her ego, right? She said, okay, I get that I'm fearful of what this might do for him, for me, for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to live in fear and think that this is the only relationship that's for me. And I'm going to make the best decision for myself and exit this relationship right now while while the red flag presented itself. One. She's like, thank you very much. You showed me the red flag. I'm throwing up my white flag of surrender and I'm bowing out of this gracefully. Okay, so many times. In relationships we ignore one red flag because we're like mm, is this really a red flag or is this something that we're going to work through and be able to you know move past and I understand not every relationship is perfect but you, you know like we can work through this no not every relationship is perfect but when you're working together the bumps aren't going to be so disrespectful to one another's boundaries, you know, it might be a momentary lapse of judgment where, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I forgot, like, and then the other person immediately, like, course corrects and behave, you know, corrects their behavior, and then things start to flow again, because you guys are both really conscious of what you both want and need, you know, how you need it, when you want it, you know, you're really communicating on a daily basis, you know, really using strong communication skills, you're very conscious in that relationship. So she surrendered and surrender is the path to awakening. It, it's one way. It's not the only way, but she noticed the red flag and she threw up her white one, you know, and that's, that's love right there. That's love for her. And what I love about this story is Whitney's now married and has a kid and she's living her best life. You know, so that is the hope that when we become conscious, yes, that doesn't mean that we escape the scathing of pain and jealousy and hurt and rage and all of the other emotions that are meant for us to feel in this life to help us grow and learn and be more um, relatable right if If the only emotion in the world was joy, then we would be so bored. We would be so bored with life. It would be like the Stepford Wives where everything is just too picture perfect. And it's like, give me a little bit of conflict and action so I have a little bit of like, you know, area to work with to grow. Like challenge me. You know, give me some resistance so I can release it and then be like, wow, I really moved past that one. I love it. Give me the next one. Wow, I really moved past that one too. And then bam. Oh man, that one took me down. That was a hard blow. But let me pick myself back up now. Let me feel the grief. Let me feel the sadness. Let me go into a deep depression and awaken even more because the more pain we experience, the more we expand. You know, every emotion that you get to experience in the world is adding a little bit of color to your painting. You know, like you, your life is a piece of art. And the more emotion you feel, the more colorful your painting is going to be in the end. But if we stay in a place where we just want to stay safe and like stay safe in, in the subconscious way of like, I don't ever want to feel that. I'm not even going to express that emotion. And if I'm about to feel it, I'm not going to say that I'm feeling it because that would be like me admitting to myself and everyone else that that is something that I'm going to have to deal with now. Well, then we're only going to dip our paintbrush in one color and then put a little dab because now we're too scared to dip it into the other color to add a little bit more color to our life. Right? Like, let's not be afraid of the emotions that life has to offer. Let's embrace them and accept them for what they have to give. Um, yeah. So, you know, the goal in a conscious relationship is to do something different. It's not to do something in the same way that you've done it previously in the past. It's doing something different. Whitney didn't do the same thing that she would have done, you know. She attracted Diane von Furstenberg into her life at that exact moment to tell her those exact words, to transmit that consciousness to her, and she accepted it, and she did something different. That's consciousness. That's breaking a pattern. That's breaking a cycle. That is allowing something new to enter. That is being conscious, okay? So, you know, her consciousness with herself led to a more conscious and loving relationship with her future husband later on down the line who she now has kids with, you know, and she still has a successful business and a successful clothing line, and she's still living her best life and that's available to all of us. We just have to become really aware of the relationship that we're having with ourselves first. So, in any relationship, you're always going to want to evaluate the relationship with you're having that you're having with yourself first because that is going to translate in how you are interacting with others in your other relationships. All right. So, um Remember to assert your boundaries and, you know, really put yourself first. You know, don't be afraid to say no. And another thing, don't compromise. Like when you enforce a boundary, not enforce, when you assert a boundary, don't compromise on it. Because the moment you compromise on your boundary, that's telling the other person they don't mean what they say. So I'm going to be able to get away with murder. Right? so mean what you say and say what you mean because those who matter won't mind and those who mind don't matter i love dr seuss he's amazing all right (laughs) um so don't compromise and four put yourself first always 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 you come first this is your life you are the only one that's going to be in your coffin when you're dead right and then at that point it won't even matter but what i mean by that metaphor is you know who are you living for because you the only person that's gonna go in that grave is you you're not taking everybody else with you you're not taking all the things that like you know you did for everybody else those achievements for them that you've helped them get like you're not taking that they are they're living with that when you're dead so don't burn yourself out and give everything to everybody else like really build yourself up so when you hit that you know that final end of the road you can look back and be like wow i did all that that's amazing right and then you get to leave all that for everybody else that's your your donation to the world (laughs) um and then if you're gonna assert a boundary you better be prepared to enforce it Right, so if I'm saying like, you know what, I really don't like when people lie to me, and if you lie to me, like that'll be the end of it, and then you catch them in a lie, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Like really, like this isn't an area to like, kind of like blur the the grayness of something. Like if they're flat out lying to you, and you say you don't like them lying, and that that's that's not your That does not work for you. That's your boundary. Then the moment they lie, you're gonna have to like buckle up, you know, say thank you very much. You've been great up until this moment, but I told you in the beginning, like, don't lie to me. And you did. And you gotta walk away. You gotta walk away. You have to enforce that boundary. The moment you don't enforce it, they're like, oh, I got away with it. Cool. I'm gonna keep getting away with it then in the future. Right? So really enforce it from the beginning. It makes your life easier. It makes your communication more clear. It really shows that you're a high value person and you respect yourself and you love yourself enough to like have these boundaries for yourself and enforce them. And last but not least, feel the wild array of emotions that are being offered for your growth in a relationship. Like go on the roller coaster ride and scream when it's scary and, you know, love it when it's exciting and really be like, oh my God, I want to do that again when it comes to like the end of the ride. And then like, okay, like what ride are we going to go on next? And really just enjoy the journey of the relationship. Oftentimes we like miss... Perse... Mm. We misinterpret the meaning of emotions in relationships. If something's not going well today, then we're like, oh my God, this means that this is, you know, we, we set ourselves up for failure by letting our thoughts take over. When if we just feel what, what's happening in the moment and release it, then we're like, oh, all right, well, that was nothing. Cool. All right. I felt it. I feel better. Like... I got through it cool congratulations we get to reward ourselves now let's go get a cool dinner and you know have fun tonight so i hope you guys got something out of that it's really important that we identify the relationship that we have with ourselves first because that's the relationship that matters the most and when you're being really really good and true to yourself you're gonna be really really good and true to other people and you're gonna attract that same type of vi- vibration back to you. And when you attract an opposite vibration that doesn't resonate with the value of yourself, you're gonna be more empowered to say no to it from the beginning. You're not even gonna allow it the time that you would have in the past because you've you know, really implemented these like daily practices into your life to get you to where you are now. And you're not gonna allow yourself to like slide back because you really put in the work and you value your work and you're feeling really good and confident about yourself, and that's what it's all about. All right, you guys. So um click the follow if you're following on Spotify. I am hoping to get onto um Apple podcasts very soon. And I will be launching my my website for my business coming in april and that is when i'm going to start accepting clients you guys so i really need to do this you know pre-work before the work work can happen and i'm really excited about it because i'm already creating content you know i'm like really having fun with this process and that's what it's all about life is really about having fun and enjoying the ups and downs and like Seeing how you can, you know, roll yourself out of that, you know, that hole you dug for yourself, you know, and like really like see what you can plant in the hole when you get out of it and see what grows from that. And then, you know, wow, now I have an apple tree and I'm going to pick that apple and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to pick some more and share it with the world. Okay, so um, click the follow on Spotify um, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is life in the eye of Tony, and I also have a Twitter, which nothing is posted on there yet. But it's the same thing, life in the eye of Tony. But it's like life n life like n t i of Tony. Because Twitter only allows a certain amount of characters, and mine was too long. All right, so. I love you all and I will talk to you soon.